Thanks for tuning in to Start With Scripture, a Hesed Heart podcast. I'm your host, Audrey Grove, here to bring you scripture reading and application that can fit into your morning routine and your busy schedule. Learn more at hesedheart.com. Good morning, my friends, and happy Wednesday. Remembering what we heard about yesterday, we saw that Jesus suffered physically, emotionally, and mentally more than we can comprehend, and he did it willingly for us. And today, we're going to see the death of Jesus. We're going to see that he suffers spiritually in addition to all the rest. So let's dive right in today, Matthew chapter 27, verse 45, reading from the ESV. Now from the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani? That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? We know that when Jesus takes on our punishment, he suffers spiritually. He's separated, forsaken by God. And although this phrase may sound like a lack of faith, it's actually the exact opposite My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He is quoting a psalm of David, looking back to Psalm 22. And if you have time, I would greatly encourage you to read this psalm. It's speaking of the Messiah, and it is is amazing. And when you look at it, you can see exactly what Jesus is going through. For example, it says, All who see me mock me. They make mouths at me. They wag their heads. And we saw that when he's on the cross, people mocking him. A company of evildoers encircles me. They have pierced my hands and feet. I can count all my bones. They stare and gloat over me. They divide my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. Again, things we saw people doing while Jesus was on the cross. And so we know this psalm is about the Messiah. And he cries out, just like the psalmist did in verse 1, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And Psalm 22 goes on to say, Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? And even though this sounds like a lack of faith, And the psalmist is lamenting, calling out to God, speaking truly about their pain and their suffering. It goes on that in spite of this pain and suffering we see in verse 3, Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. And this psalm, which starts as a lament, a cry of suffering, ends in praise. And throughout it is praise. So even though this may look like a lack of faith, it is the opposite. Just like the psalm 
It is crying out to God in true pain and suffering, but at the same time, praising Him, having an attitude of praise and trust, but honestly calling on Him. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders hearing it said, This man is calling Elijah. And one of them ran at once and took a sponge and filled it with sour wine and put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink. But the other said, Wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. This is likely the curtain that separated the altar of God, the Holy of Holies, where only priests could go on special occasions at special times, where God's presence was from the rest of the temple and the rest of the people. This veil was torn in two. We see that something has changed. And many people believe that this was symbolic because Christ creates access to the Holy of Holies. Christ is ultimately the priest and he brings us access to God and his presence because when we are covered in Christ through faith in him, we have direct access to God because we are clean in Christ. Something has changed. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook, and the rocks were split, and the tombs also were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised, and coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. When the centurion and those who were with him, keeping watch over Jesus, saw the earthquake and what took place, they were filled with awe and said, Truly, this was the Son of God. I've often wondered, especially reading through this time, what did the guards think? The people who were watching over Jesus dying on the cross and they see these earthquakes, they see these people coming out of the tombs, these amazing things, and they say, truly, this was the Son of God. Are they filled with regret, like Judas? Does their belief that he was the Son of God turn to faith? That not only was he the Son of God, but he is their personal Savior? I just wonder what happened to them. There were also many women there, looking on from a distance, who had followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering to him, among whom were Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. And I like how the NIV Cultural Background Study Bible puts it. It said the women here show a courageous contrast to the male disciples who were mostly in hiding. Watching Jesus, a dear friend, on the cross could not have been easy. And yet they bravely go. And they watch with him. They support him. 
they have their presence there to be with him as he dies. They were so brave. We saw today that Jesus suffered spiritually so that we have the opportunity to be spiritually healed. He suffered spiritually in our place so that we have the opportunity to be spiritually healed. He tore the veil in two, providing us access to God through his suffering and his blood. Dwell on this today, and I will see you tomorrow morning. I am so proud of you for starting with scripture. If you enjoy these free podcasts, please consider contributing to the ministry at Hesed Heart. You can do this through the Anchor app or by visiting hesedheart.com slash give. You can also visit hesedheart.com for even more resources, including faith-based yoga and Bible-based meditations. Thank you.